Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 407 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. I am here. Yeah. Always go in to the max. Yeah, no, I, I, I always go in like at a solid four out of ten. Yeah, I know, I know. And you <laughs> usually end about a solid uh, four and a half out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I work my way up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before I get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out um, to our patrons, specifically our Black Bell patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. If you're looking for a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Carlos, just the other day you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, uh, they're actually getting together and they're going to start a start teaching a course. You know, because like they're, it turns out that they all always wanted to be uh, teachers. Oh, why so, do they hate money? Well, that's the thing. Like they're going to be teaching uh, investment bank errors. It's going to be teaching classes on uh, investing. Oh. Now, our uh, our patron, like as like as great as it is that they uh, invest in us, uh, it turns out besides that one case of they're besides that they're not as well at good at uh, investing money. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, so they're not very good at it, but they're going to be teaching uh, investors. Uh, oh. And they'll make they'll make some money that I way. I mean, that sounds like a good because that's the problem with like most teachers is they don't make much money. Yeah, but if you if you're fleecing investment bankers, then exactly. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to, it's fleece- a victimless crime. <laughs> it really is because investment bankers aren't people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is that the hardest anti-capitalistic stance we've taken on the show? <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you'd like to fleece some investment bankers, become a Black Belt patron today at patreon.com slash studios and take some of that hard-earned uh, fleecing money and send it back to us. Yeah. All right. Is that That's an MLM, isn't it? What I just did there? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I'm, well, yeah, I don't think so. Because we're fleecing others to teach others to fleece. No, we're not fleecing anybody, though. And it's not a pyramid scam because it only has a couple layers. <laughs> it's, it's barely a seven-layer dip. It's not a seven-layer dip. <laughs> it's like four di- layers tops. It's a layer cake. Yeah. And it's not a pyramid scam. Pyramid scam, like, it just keeps spreading out. Well, it's a scheme, not a scam. It's a, you also, never it's use the word scam. scam in your scam. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to use scheme either. <laughs> no, <laughs> but a scheme's not a scam. It's a scheme. No, but a lot of MLMs do have to be very clear that uh, they're not pyramid scams. I mean, schemes. they are. They're not pyramid schemes. You're right. Right. They're pyramid scams. I take scams. it back. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlos, what have you been up to uh, the past uh, two weeks? Because we didn't record last week. Uh, not too much. Uh, been playing some more Cataclysm, but uh, that's about it. Cataclysm! Yeah. Uh, how's uh, how's work been going? Oh, oh yeah. There's, <laughs> I, I can talk about that. 
Uh, I just think it's funny as hell. I, I won't get into like uh, too many of the details, but let's just say that uh, there's a mistake on a, a, a client's end that may, resulted in the deactivation of my account. So you don't have to work anymore. So I I can't I can't work on my project until uh, I get my account authorized again, and that is apparently a time consuming effort. So. Uh, I will be working doing other tasks not related to my project until uh, I get a- uh, access for the client again. Yeah, uh, I believe yesterday or on Friday it was playing frisbee with the dog. Well, no, I was doing other stuff besides that, but I was taking breaks because like I had no reason not to. Yeah, like I wasn't working very hard. <laughs> And I, and there was so you were just hardly working, huh? And there's others. There's some other stuff. Uh, like I can't. Uh, I have some issues getting access to uh, some like one of the training courses that I was going to lo- sign up for because it might be, uh, it might be a two week issue of me not having uh, uh, access. But like the, the training course doesn't start early, and even though it's all digital, you can't start it a day early. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, besides that craziness that this is going like I it's going to be a weird week next week and it's going to be a little frustrating too cuz like I'll be reached out to by like uh like people on my uh team over there and be, like ha- have like questions asked and I can't really do much to help besides like answer their questions. So Yeah. What can I do? I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh let's see. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right. Well, uh, I've had an eventful couple of weeks. Damn, I had to like pull up my calendar. So since uh, the last time we recorded, I had not one, but two snowboarding lessons. So I know how to snowboard mostly now. That's exciting to me. So um, you're able to go the downhill, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't mastered the up the hill. <laughs> they don't. They <laughs> Maybe that's the next course. Like, they teach you how to snowboard uphill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sailing. You have to go sideways a lot, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. I, I think. I think that's right. Um, I can get off the ski lift now, which I. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Like uh, the snowboarding lessons were awesome. I took them at Afton. Uh, if you're in the area and looking to take lessons, I highly recommend uh, going there. Mark was incredible. Uh, my last lesson because like of. Uh, they because of weather and stuff, they had to keep like pushing it. Ended up being a one-on-one lesson, which was super helpful and just a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, I also did an escape room with uh, Brian and Lucy and uh, my girlfriend Jacqueline and uh, Zach and Rachel and then uh, a couple other folks. We did the yeah, we did an escape room. It was a blast. Cool. It was a prison break one. So we started. We split. And somebody had a great idea um, uh, to split the couples up, um, which I, I think worked really well. But uh, so I don't know. Were you being sarcastic or not? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> okay. We eventually got out of the thing, right. but there was we just argued be- through the wall instead oh. of. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Though. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, so you start in two separate cells and then, um, oh, cool. you like, yeah, and then you, then you break out of there and then you're in the same room and then, uh, you go through and yeah, it was, it was, it was a really fun one. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. And then let's see, what else did I do? Did that one? Oh, then we went to bald man brewing after that with the whole group and had some new beers and 
Then the next morning, I went to Central Waters uh, Brewing for their 25th anniversary, which we're going to try that beer uh, on the show tonight, which we do every year. And I was mostly responsible. God damn it. I felt so good. We we got there. We had a couple of beer. We, we had a we, we had a couple of beers with lunch and then we went and hit a hit a bar and then we went and got on the shuttle and then we went to Central Waters and we left Central Waters I want to say mostly sort of kind of sober cool. which we've never done before that's impressive and we were we were patting ourselves on the back we're like yeah we're not going to be super hungover tomorrow this is fantastic we're doing great then we went to Mi Pueblo oh. a Mexican restaurant that we go to every year and I walk in, and there's a sign that says, two for $10 mojitos. All right, yeah. And I'm like, perfect, I'll get two mojitos, 10 bucks, that's going to yeah, be make, great. You'd be dumb to say no to that Exactly. Deal. And then uh, my friend Steve and Joel, they get the giant margaritas that yeah. are just like a fishbowl with an entire Corona stuck in them that I usually get with them. But I'm like, no. This is the year of responsible, Casey. I'm just going to get my two mojitos, and that's it. I had six mojitos. <laughs> <laughs> well, a deal like that, you got to keep going for it. Well, I justified it at the table out loud by saying, your drinks cost $30. I have to spend $30 on drinks to make it even. <laughs> And then we're getting ready to leave. Joel's already outside. Like, the Uber's there. Steve and I are wrapping up paying. And the waiter comes out with three shots of tequila. <laughs> so we did a tequila shot. We made him do one with us. <laughs> Which, That's an odd time to come out, like, with a tequila shot. That has... It's like, they're about ready to drive and go away. Let's bring them to tequila shots. In, in the last, uh, like, three months, three, four months, that has happened to me a lot. Where, like, somebody will just, like, come with shots at the end of the meal. <laughs> I kind of love it. It's my new, like, it's my new favorite thing. But, yeah, so uh, the next morning we woke up and we drove uh, an hour in the wrong direction. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think we're a little hungover. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's like two hours lost time then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It sucked. It really sucked. Because we got, we got up early. We were on the road early. We were feeling good, or we thought we were feeling good. And then we drove an hour north. Like, was it like, did nobody put the map on or anything? Like no, the map wasn't on, and we just we just took a wrong turn. Or actually, we just missed a turn and we just kept driving. Have you ever had an issue where, like, where you put like uh, something into your uh, your map to br app to bring you there, and it turns out like it like even though you put the address and you selected the address to bring you there, it ended up putting in some other address to try to redirect you there. No, I've had that happen to me a couple times. Oh shit! And like uh, like one of the times, like the most recent time, it was like I don't think I take four ninety four to get to the place I'm going. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I take uh, 694. I'm pretty sure I go north for I'm pretty this. Pretty sure this is on the north side. I would be really on my way. To <laughs> <laughs> Traffic would have to be very bad. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then 
I got my windshield replaced this week. That cool. was a thing that happened. Um, you also had some car issues this week. Yeah, no, it was uh, just, uh, you know, uh, the tire uh, won't inflate. So yeah. uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take away from a Carlos's car corner if there was going to be no, one. No, no, I, 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 I need something more... Uh, Dramatic need to be has something more mild to be dramatic about. <laughs> like it's my car, I can't drive it right now. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like the, the tire, like it won't inflate. Uh, I, I think it's like uh, my tires are are getting old. Like they got a lot of tread still, so that's like the annoying part. Is like there's plenty of tread on there, but uh, I don't know. They're probably they're just, just old. old and. They don't hold pressure very well, and uh, in the cold, and like I, I went to get nachos, and it must have been like it had like enough air to be fine, but like I maybe hit like a, a puddle or something on the drive, mm-hmm. and that might have been it because uh, the next morning, completely flat, won't inflate. Oh, so it was the nachos after? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit. So yeah, uh, I could bring my car in Tuesday and okay. get that, get all that stuff nice. sorted out. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a big date day, uh, yesterday, uh, with Jacqueline, uh, she, for Christmas, she, uh, got me tickets to the science museum and then, uh, tickets to go snow tubing. And so we did that yesterday. It was a lot of fun. So went to the science museum for like three hours. I think I could have spent more time there, but she was kind of getting done and I'm like, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, they were closing, and oh, okay. she wasn't having my, what if we just hide behind this dinosaur, and then we have the entire science museum to ourselves. Like, you could go find the pharaoh, and it turns out it was Rami Malik. Like, actually, Rami Like, he just dressed up as the pharaoh, and he was, like, it's just what he does on the weekend. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we went to the science museum, um, and then we went, uh, snow tubing at Buck Hill, which was a lot of fun. It was super cool. You, uh, you get your tube and you stand on, uh, on a magic carpet and then you go up to the top, you sit down and then you go terrifyingly fast down a thing and you just assume that it'll be safe in your head because the other the other option is freaking the fuck out yeah i mean like unless like it's everything got really packed down and it's bumpy and you just get bounced like big and flip and land hard it was really packed down and bumpy yeah and you get some air i never got any air but i did run into somebody on every single run Like every single time, so they're they're all individually laned with okay. with decently sized walls, so you'd have to really try to like get over one. Um, but at the end, it kind of goes into this big field, and then oh. there's a big bank on the other side, like that you go up, and then it like you slowly come back down. Every single time, I think we did I don't know eight eight or ten runs, and I hit somebody on like on that big hill every single time. I don't know how. Only eight or nine times, huh? Yeah, we we were only there for about an hour and a half, just because uh, we got like just timing and stuff. So, I, mean, I can't make fun of like Lando and his like fetch thing too much, but, like where like he'll, he'll play fetch until like he can't either he can't anymore. He gets distracted because as a kid, sledding, like that's just like an all day activity, right? Going you just up and down, up and down, down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down until you get distracted. Mm-hmm. Or too cold. Or it's now dark and you need to go home. Yep. Which, I mean, to be fair here, that's, uh, what, two hours? You get two hours of daylight. And the- <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right. Um, yeah, and then uh, this morning we were supposed to do some scuba stuff, but unfortunately Jacqueline got sick, so we were unable to. So I had to reschedule that, but we have a scuba trip planned for two weeks from now that I'm very excited about. All right. It's beer time. All right. I don't think I have anything else that I've done this week. All right. Um, I did cry at Last of Us, but I think that's too uh, it's too recent to talk about, and you haven't seen it yet. So yeah, I'm waiting until like, it's halfway through, and then I'll uh, start watching it. And honestly, it'll just probably take me a couple weeks to watch all of them, just because... I don't. I'll like watch a couple episodes and then I'll probably stop with most stuff and I come back like a, a week later and watch a yep. couple episodes. But it's just the thought that I can continue if I want to. All right. Let's see if I can see if they put anything on their website. They usually don't. Um, I have the Untapped Central Waters Brewing Company's Anniversary Edition XXV. Huh. Twenty-five. Yep. Twenty-five. Join us in uh, celebration 25 years in the making with this carefully blended bourbon barrel-aged stout. Dark, rich, and sophisticated, 25 represents our commitment to barrel-aged excellence. Toast with us on our silver anniversary. I, I like this year's uh, label. It's pretty cool. Are those like Herons or something? Yep. Yeah, that's their, uh, that's their brewery logo is the Heron. Got it right. Got the right bird. You got the right bird. Yeah, so this is a bourbon barrel-aged stout uh, coming in at a beautiful 13.1%. Smells really good. Uh, at the uh, at the party, we were able to try uh, this. Uh, they did a cherry variant, which I have a couple of bottles of that as well. Um, and we were able to try 23 and 24, which I have a few bottles of those as well. But we're going to do some kind of... Vertical at some point, which will be fun. Like the, it's got, it has that strong fudge smell, like the bourbony fudge smell. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, as this warms up, it's very good. I get, I get more uh, like coffee than fudge. I guess maybe more cacao. It pours pitch black and just oh, like yeah. it's like just kind of like oily and slick. It tastes very good. Uh, um, yeah, mouthfeel. Like I get really big like chocolate brownie and then it fades into raisins and dates, those dark flute or fruits with a little bit of vanilla and oak and then just a little bit of alcohol burn. Yeah, no, like. For being is like for being thirteen percent, you can't tell. No, not at all. No, this is really good. <laughs> this is I this this is the one beer event that I still go to regularly, and there's a reason. This beer is stupid good. Give me a number. This is really really good. I'm gonna give this a nine point one. Oh, a nine point one. Nice. Hmm. Like I, I don't have anything bad to say about this, like there at all, and it's really pleasant to drink. So I compare all of these to my favorite year, which was eighteen, and it's not quite there, but it's close. Like eighteen was super fudgy, and like it was like double, like it was like that was the year. Uh, brownie batter blizzards were also a big thing. 
Yeah. And it tasted like a brownie batter blizzard, and it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, yeah, same boat. Like, I, 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 I'm comparing it to 18 2 right uh-huh. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, like, I'm, I'm kind of on the edge between uh, that and uh, the edge of 17 2. So, yeah, I, 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 you probably had 17 actually. So, yeah, you could. Yeah. You don't remember it, but. No, but I remember the song Edge of 17. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. This is a very good beer, a very solid nine. I like your 9.1, but I can't, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think in a year, this beer is going to be stupid. Um, good, stupid good, or like, uh, do you think it'll like stupid actually good. do something? All right. No, no, I think it's going to be stupid. Like, because that alcohol burn's going to drop down. A lot of the flavors are going to meld a little bit more. Because I kind of like the distinctness that it has right now. And like, it's not really doesn't have much alcohol burn, but we'll see. I guess we will see. Um, all right. If we had more people, I'd open up one from last year. But the two of us, we should yeah. not. We will that we will be in a a world of hurt. Be a puddle. Uh, puddle's the nice way of putting it. Where's the? Oh, I was looking at the wrong computer. I'm already having problems. The Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. An urgent search is underway to find a tiny but potentially deadly radioactive capsule that has gone missing in Australia. The 8mm by 6mm unit, smaller than a penny, is believed to have fallen off the back of a truck while being transported 870 miles from a mine to a depot in the city of Perth. The unit was lost after a screw became loose inside a large lead-lined gauge and it fell through a hole. The small silver cylinder uh, contains cesium-137, a highly radioactive isotope, which experts say cannot be weaponized. The unit uh, emits the equivalent of 10 x-rays in an hour, and members of the public should stay at least 16 feet away from it. Uh, Contact could result in skin damage, burns, radiation sickness, including effects on the immune system. Long-term exposure could also cause cancer. It went missing on a 22-mile stretch of road as it was being transported from the Rio Tinto mine in Newman to uh, to the Perth suburb of Malaga. Department of Fire and Energy uh, Fire and Emergency Services deploy teams with handheld radiation detection devices, metal detec- uh, and metal detectors to try to find it. But state authorities have been hampered by a lack of equipment and have called for external assistance. Yeah, well, I got some good news. They didn't find it. They oh, they did. Yeah. Nice. Because, I mean, they, it's just a stretch of road. They just have to run around with radiation detectors until they get some pings. Yeah. And then some, some people out there in protection gear and probably like a well, like a big clamper or something on the edge of a pole. I'm just picturing like a little plastic one. Oh, like, a, like yeah. the, 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 the two. Or, the, the, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eats the capsule. So they did find it. That's good. Yeah, these are notes from last week when we were supposed to do a show. And oh, yeah, yeah. I was sleepy. The slanty toilet has a radical new design. The, uh, the does, wait, what? The slanty toilet. I don't know what that is. I'm about to explain. Please do. Jeez. I'm here in suspense waiting for you to explain. Does it keep you healthy and reduce disease, as the manufacturer claims? Or is it simply annoying? 
The engineers behind Slanty, a British-produced uh, toilet, offer an innovative angle and toilet design. The internal parts function like a standard toilet, but its seat profile is far from standard. Rather than the traditional horizontal toilet seat, the top of the Slanty toilet tilts down at an angle, changing the user's body position. Depending on whom you ask, this is a sanitary upgrade or a degrading piece of corporate micromanaging. Wait, which tip is what uh, the front part is tipped down? Yes. The slanty toilet came to be after designer uh, Mahabir Gill found himself waiting in line for a public restroom in the UK. As Gill said in 2019, I stopped off at the motorway to go to the loo and realized there's a huge queue. I wonder what people were doing in there. Some were coming out with their mobile phones. Realizing it was unsanitary and impractical, Gill decided to do something about it. The inclined seat of the slanty shifts uh, of the slanty shifts some of the users' weight to their legs. For most people, this means the toilet becomes uncomfortable after about five minutes. That makes the slanty similar to public park benches with sloping seats or handrails in the middle. They're difficult to sit on for long periods. But what if you have a bad poop and you're going to be in there for more than five minutes? Well, then you better hold yourself up. The Slanty's uh, benefits basically fall into three categories, health, sanitation, and productivity. Health, according to the Slanty website, spending an inordinate amount of time on the toilet is actually an unhealthy habit that can lead to painful hemorrhoids and weakening of the pelvic muscles. Sanitation, Slanty claims to provide more sanitary bathroom experience. This suggests users are less likely to scroll through their smartphones on a Slanty because the seat isn't comfortable and thus less likely to spread germs. Productivity for commercial customers, Slanty markets its product as a subtle way for management to cut down on prolonged bathroom breaks. Per the Slanty website, an 8 to 13 degree downward slant will reduce average time in the restroom by more than 25%. And I'm glad I work from home now because <laughs> I don't have to have uh, like a sub productivity thing come in like that. Right? One must always poop on company time. I imagine that, like, if somebody, like, I could have already pictured somebody, act like, like some um, uh, company, like, being dumb about it and, like, putting that in the, like, the handicap stall. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best. I, I, I can, I'm waiting I can for that one. Oh. Poor Jim. He just keeps falling off the toilet. Because, oh, no, that's Lieutenant Dan would have an issue. Lieutenant Dan? He ain't got no legs. Uh, you know, from Forrest Gump? Yeah, yeah, and I know the reference. I don't think you do. I've never seen the movie. I, I know the Wait, what? Yeah. Have you never seen Forrest Gump? I've never seen Forrest Gump. No, but, like, how? Because I didn't see it. So that's how I didn't see it. No, I don't. That's, that's, no, that's, that's unacceptable. That's an unacceptable answer to that question. I, I don't know what you're expecting. Like, you, I don't know. Maybe you to like be like born in a cave and lived in that cave for a while. No, no. I, I preferred living under a rock instead. Like, have you ever been to uh, like a um, a, a Gump restaurant? No, no. Can't remember what it's called. Like, there's a restaurant of the Mall America that had, like, the Forrest Gump stat. Uh, yeah. I am revenge. completely, like, what the fuck is that, the name of that restaurant? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't. Bubba Gump. There we go. Okay. Oh, thank God. Jesus Christ. My head just broke. Just completely. Because I was so surprised that you have never seen an iconic movie like Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, no, I just haven't seen it. So you've just yelled "Run, Forest, Run" because other people were yelling "Run, Forest, Run." I actually don't don't ever yell that. I I, I know what the, I get the reference. Do you though? Do yeah, because you? you've never seen the movie. Yeah, no, it's amazing we can pick up from pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I get the reference. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, yeah. did you know that Forrest Gump invented the happy face? The happy face? Yeah, the, the, the smiley face icon, like the yellow one with the black eyes and the oh, happy face. I didn't know that one. Yep, yep, yeah. He was uh, he was running across America in a muddy face, and somebody handed him a T-shirt, and he wiped his face with it, and that's where that came from. Was it like yellow mud? No, no. The T-shirt was yellow. Oh, the T-shirt was yellow, and it was a uh, okay. Yeah. Really? That that happened in the movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you mean the documentary? I, I know he taught Elvis how to dance. Yep, uh, and he told uh, he told LBJ that he had to pee. Yeah. Um, and I also asked for Dr. Pepper. He really liked Dr. Pepper. Uh, he infiltrated the Black Panthers for a minute. Infiltrated? Well, he was there. They're not an evil organization. Well, I know, but he was—he was like. Wait, did the movie them. treat them as an evil organization? Yeah. Not surprised. No, 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 no. Um, let's see. He was. Uh, where else was he? He was everywhere, man. He beat China in ping pong. Wow. Yeah, I'm just saying, you really need to catch up on this. Yeah, it sounds like I'm not regretting my choice. No, no, you should be. It's really good. But wasn't there a ping pong? He also pong- defeated the AIDS epidemic, I think. Wasn't there a ping pong movie? Like or like 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 some ping pong championship movie. But like kind of like a, it was like a goofy movie I think came out after Dodgeball. I didn't see it though. I don't know. I don't. Well, there we go. That one did not uh, permeate the uh <laughs> it did not <laughs> as much as uh <laughs> as uh, uh Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. I was about to say Happy Gilmore. A children's laser tag party that uh, didn't meet a B.C. lawyer's expectations uh, landed in small claims court earlier this month with a self-represented attorney suing over what she called a disappointing celebration. Civil Resolution Tribunal documents show that Sarah Pivnik uh, attempted to claim $350 in uh, costs alleging uh, breach of contract against Planet Laser Entertainment, which owns arcades in Richmond, Langley, uh, Kelowna and elsewhere. According to the Jan 5th decision, Pivnik went online in May 2022 to book a child's party for June 5th. It's agreed upon that she booked the ultimate birthday experience for $248, which included two laser tag games for eight guests, as well as pizza, beverages, a decorated party room, and an ice cream cake. Two games. That's it. You get two games for the guests. That is, that's so sad. Yes. Uh, shortly after making the reservation, uh, a Planet Laser employee phoned Pivnik to confirm the details. Tribunal member Eric Reger uh, determined that in this call, Pivnik ordered uh, extra pizza and paid a $100 deposit. On the day of the party, Pivnik upgraded parts of her original package, including the, uh, that 13 people, 10 children, and 3 adults would be playing laser tag, as well as ordering an additional pizza and increasing the size of the two included in original booking. This brought her cost to $465.50. At the core of Pivnik's claims lay four issues, the cost of the adult players, an outstanding food charge, non-functioning vests, and a dispute over the ordering, or not, of loot bags. It's a laser tag facility. 
Half the vests never work. <laughs> in the end, uh, Rager only uh, only accepted the discrepancy and cost uh, for the three adults to join the children in the, laser, in the tag arena. While the adults uh, only decided to play laser tag when they arrived that day, Pivnik argues that they should have been charged $20 for their two games as per the normal game rate versus the $32.50 birthday price that Planet Laser charged. So the laser tag costs more for the... If it's your birthday, you get to pay more. But it's part of the package, though. So there was there other stuff part of the pack? Wait, so like this is the problem. Like when you're like you have a package, and then you start trying to, to add other stuff on it to it, like piecemeal. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. Yeah, ever- it's not properly balanced. Yeah, uh, Rager agreed that adults were unlikely to receive any of the other benefits beyond the game, such as pizza and cake. The company was only entitled to charge for the laser tag portion. Pivnik also argued uh, to the tribunal that two of the vests did not work and said there should have been a discount to the tune of $40. Planet Laser said there was no record of the malfunctions. For this, Rager disagreed primarily due to the lack of evidence. Because she brought a vegetable platter for inside the party room, Planet Laser charged Pivnik a food surcharge fee of $25. Planet Laser said there is a pop-up window that informs guests of this fee for outside food upon booking. Oh, Pivnik- a pop-up? Well, some people have pop-up blockers. Yep. Pivnik argued that she had attended a party uh, at an adjacent trampoline park, also owned by Planet Laser, where her friend was able to bring in outside food for no such charge. She also argued that the company doesn't offer vegetable platters, so it shouldn't be considered outside food. But it is. It's still outside food. Yep. Noting that Planet Laser uh, cons- took considerable steps to let a visitor know about this part of the contract, both Pivnik and representatives for, of Planet Laser disputed whether or not Pivnik requested loot bags for seven fifty each. Pivnik, who claimed she did order them, uh, entered into Planet Laser on the party day, found that no loot bags were prepared. Her sister went out to a nearby store and created loot bags. Uh, totaling $74.55. In their decision, Rhaegar noted that regardless of whether loot bags were ordered, the cost ended up being nearly the same, meaning that Pivnik suffered no monetary loss, and the inconvenience did not go beyond uh, mere frustration or disappointment, thus uh, not justifying compensation. Wait, so like the, were the loot bags $7.5 each? Yep. And they just, well, so here's the issue. Some of the stuff is like I'm on their side because like it's a, like I'm gonna be honest like if it's a laser fa- take facility of any sort they have cut all the corners oh, they can every fucking corner <laughs> like there's a reason that like those laser take vests don't always work well and sometimes you have to like hey this one's not working and what they do is they, they put that back one. on the rack <laughs> and they give you a different one they don't t- label it or anything it goes right on the rack. <laughs> Now, because <laughs> so, they want to maximize the profits as much as possible, and that's why you and so like there's parts of that like I, I get, but but like that's what you get for going to like a place like that. On the other hand, stuff like completely not even being there at all, like the loot bags, yeah, that sucks. That like that. But she also didn't get charged for them. Oh, she didn't get charged for them at yeah. all. Oh, well. That's dumb then. Yeah. Like, if she's not charged for it. She also made other arguments, um, including that Planet Laser overcharged her by $8 to $13 for the pizza compared to her valuation of prevailing market rates. That doesn't matter. Yeah, that one got thrown out. Uh, She also argued that there was a lack of party decorations, but provided no photos or other evidence to state uh, about the state of the party room. 
She said the check-in process was chaotic and the staff were unhelpful, adding she had an unpleasant argument about the principles of contract law with the manager. Uh, I wonder why, like, nobody wanted to talk to this person. Yep. Judge, the judge ordered uh, that Planet Laser pay her. How much money do you think she got paid? $10. $37.86 to reimburse her for the adult's play rates. <laughs> this is the ultimate, like, I'm going to the manager, where you fucking took the manager to goddamn court. Yeah. And then made a fool of yourself and got $37 for your fucking, like, oh my God, just $37 for this nonsense. Yep, it's ridiculous. Wasted everybody's time. Everybody's time. And probably made your child's day miserable because you were such a salty bitch. Yeah, almost certainly. Also, I would call anybody a salty bitch. That was not a gendered insult. That was... She was being a salty bitch. Yeah. No, like uh, it's, we we can blame Ben for that. For a lot. <laughs> we're gonna bl- let's bitch. just blame Ben. <laughs> we'll blame Ben. We're gonna blame Ben for that one. That one's definitely on Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us to our discussion topic, which is oh, uh, we're gonna create a new cryptid. Oh shit! Yeah. So, like, for uh, one of the, my uh, birthday presents was, like, a pack of the uh, uh, cryptid cards. It's a card game. Oh, yeah, your recent birthday. I, for whatever reason, I thought we were going to get another sad Carlos no. story time. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, but it's, uh, so, so, yeah, it was a bunch of cards, like, that's all cryptid, like, a bunch of cryptids. I think we talked about it on the, the last episode yeah. that we recorded. But, uh, anyways, what this, what we're going to do is we're going to create a brand new cryptid, including... Like where it lives, like where you can find this. Yeah, cryptid. I mean that's that's the most important part. Yeah, so I think for this cryptid, we gotta figure out what kind of base animal do we want. Like, like what kind of like of, of a base do you want to start with? Like, and then we, we got twisted from there. Like, you got like the the uh, chupacabras that are like dog like. What about a walrus? Uh, I don't like walruses. What about? A lamb. Oh yeah, a sheep. A sheep. Yeah, the stu- like, or a camel. I like a, a sheep because it's like really woolly. Okay. So so he's got because that'll set it apart from the other uh, cryptids. This also important brand recognition. If yes. anybody knows, if you know, you know anything about cryptid success, it's about brand recognition. So, like, uh, some sort of uh, sheep cryptid. Uh, so, like, is it going to be, like, a uh, walk around on two feet, you think? Or, like, is it going to be, uh, like, uh, uh, all on all fours? I think it I think it walks around on all fours, but it has, like, sharp teeth. <laughs> sharp teeth? Oh, of course. That goes without saying that it has, uh, has sharp teeth. Um, but it actually has, uh, I think it should have an actual set of arms that poke out from the wool. Oh, and maybe that hides. Maybe it. it's bleat. It's meh, uh is uh not deadly to to hear, but causes bleeding Sensit- of the ears. No, it's, it causes strong senses of fear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It has <laughs> it has it has a it has a direful bleat. So if, so if somebody thinks that they're hearing it. So fulfilling prophecy. 
Yeah, a dire beat. <laughs> a dire bleat, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like that. Right. And like it clearly has blood red eyes because you know the standard. Standard yeah. package. Standard cryptid package there. Yeah, but like those weird like sheep goat eyes that have like the 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 rectangular pupil. Oh yeah. Instead of like the normal like they have the devil pupil. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants the devil pupil. And uh it can turtle up. Maybe it can turtle up. It can like pull Maybe all its it limbs. Maybe it can fucking turtle up. It, all six of its limbs, it can just turtle up. Yeah, it can turtle up. No, that what it just turns into a ball like a goddamn Sonic. It's how it hides as a bush. Cause like they're not on a farm. So it's green. It's on a farm. It's because, like, it all sorts of branches and brush get caught up in its fur because it's, like, in the wild. So it's, like, all matted in there. So it looks like a bush when it hides until it appears and pulls itself out. And then it's too late. You hear the dreadful bleeding. <laughs> and you feel the fear down your spine. <laughs> you see the red the red eyes. That you know. look just kind of stupid. <laughs> You know it's too late for you now. I mean, you can still escape though, like because you're gonna, you're gonna have to escape, so you can post about this online, exactly. share your story, yeah, yeah. and how you barely escaped from the the, the dreadful bleeder. <laughs> dreadful bleeder is that its name? No, I, I don't know. We we don't have a name for it yet. That's the last thing. The 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 Delaware dreadful bleeder. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, like yeah. Where would it live? Uh, I, 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 like it's some sort of place with is four. This, so is is this a U.S. cryptid? Yeah, I'd okay, say okay. U.S. Well, actually, in parts of Scotland, <laughs> parts of Scotland. It's <laughs> in a fucking bog. <laughs> U.S. in parts of Scotland. <laughs> Scotland's not even known for having sheep. <laughs> they don't? I don't know. I don't know what parts of uh, uh, of uh, the UK have sheep. That'd be Ireland. Ireland? Ireland has a lot of sheep, but I like parts of Scotland. <laughs> just vague parts of Scotland. And it's just called the Irish Bleeder. The Irish Bleeder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Scotland. Well, you know why, though, right? It's because it, its main uh, source of food, snakes. Mm. And there's no snakes in Ireland. No, it's, actually, there's, there's, a, there's a real reason why um, the Irish bleater uh, ended up becoming a Scottish cryptid. So uh, everybody knows the stories about the giant steps, right? The giant steps in Ireland. Yeah. It, was a, uh, the, it, was, it was a bridge uh, between uh, Scotland and Ireland back in the day. And uh, a Scottish giant, giant um, uh, and an Irish giant got into a fight, and they destroyed the destroyed the bridge. Well, as you do in a drunken brawl. Yeah, but it turns out the reason they got into the fight uh, was because the uh, the Irish giant was taking Irish bleeders and moving them over to Scotland because, like, they were sick and tired of having them in fucking Ireland. And so they just moved him into Scotland, and then the Scottish giant didn't fucking like that. And well, and it turns out that he needed to bother because it turns out that when the vote for Brexit came in, all of them were on side of voting for uh, Leave. So the, like the few that were left in Ireland, they hopped sh over to the UK right to Great Britain after that. Well, I mean, they could have just stayed in Northern Ireland. 
Well, yeah, but like they didn't want to. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's uh, that's why it's called the uh, like that's why the Irish bleeder ended up in Scotland. Yeah, and then they came over on the Mayflower, and uh, that's that's how they ended up in uh, America. No, no, uh, they didn't come over on the, uh, like uh, the Mayflower. They came over on like one of the other ships that like nobody can ever remember the names of the other ships that came right after the Mayflower. But it was the, on one of those. Oh no, it was the June Flower. And the the issue was that came over on the June Flower. They didn't come like nobody packed on purpose. Of course, they thought it was something else. That there's just a pile of stinky like sheep fur, and they tossed it on board. And it turned out that it was compact. It was hidden. I thought they looked like a bush. Now they look like a bushel of oh, sheep fur. Well, you know, standards for a sheep fur were not very big high back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> They need like back then they do like uh, they were well aware what's I'm poking holes in your story here. At least mine was plausible <laughs> with giants. <laughs> I like this cryptid. Yeah, also they uh, they also crossed over on the on like the land bridge, the Nordic track. The what? The Nordic track. The Nordic track? Yeah, the Nordic track. The like the the exercise machine? <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the uh, like the, the skating the, one. Yeah, that's the bridge, the ice bridge, the Nordic track. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? A fucking ice bridge. Yeah, yeah. That, the Nordic track is a goddamn exercise machine. <laughs> it's both. I've heard it both ways. But it's not. We're, try, we're trying to get like. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this revisionist uh, geography in <laughs> the there fuck too. Is this? It's, it's not a real. It's not a thing. I made it up. I call it the Nordic track. I don't like it. <laughs> like, where does it go from? Well, it clearly goes from Ireland, and at some point in time, it reaches America. How? Have you ever looked at a map? It's like a bridge. I mean, this is coming from the same guy who thought Amsterdam was in Canada, but... <laughs> you know how bridges work, right? Yeah, I understand it's how a, bridges it's work. like that, except it goes from Ireland to America. <laughs> it's but made of how? ice. It's made of ice. But, like, wh so where, where, where in Ireland does it go from, and where in America does it go to? Well, I don't know what part of Ireland, but I can say for sure it's on the west side of Ireland. <laughs> it starts there. Okay, at least you have cardinal directions down. <laughs> and then it it goes like uh, in it a, goes to the west coast, northwest up to like till like hits like a the icy part, like icy part where everything's already icy, and then like the, they just are have access to, you know, America. Where is the place where everything's just already icy? The North Pole. <laughs> but that, <laughs> it goes the fucking the ice mass of uh, the North Pole though, like it only has to go up there. Because like it'd, it'd be nonsense for like the uh, Irish bleeders to get all the way to North Pole. That doesn't make any sense. What, what did they eat on this on this journey? Well, that's why they turned south because there's nothing to eat at the North Pole. They just ate all the polar bears there and left. I mean, yeah. You talk about how terrifying polar bears are for a second. Holy shit! Like I was doing some uh, like I I don't know how this happened, but I came across like a few articles about polar bears and just how i think it was like a reddit thread or something and they're fucking terrifying because they don't have any predators so they just assume that everything they come across they can eat that's our job damn it yeah i mean but you know what else though they have a lot of pressure though because they also have another job that's working for coca-cola yeah to sell coca-cola <laughs> 
<laughs> looking fucking adorable while doing it. Yeah. Do they still sell Coca Cola? I don't know. I haven't watched TV in so long. I haven't seen like a that was like ad. when I was like less than ten. Like was when they were doing that. Like the having the oh yeah that was like and they had the merchandise too like uh, yeah, I had a the uh, polar bear I had thing. a brother that had like a Coca Cola yeah. bear I told I told you I went to that Coca Cola place at uh, Disney Springs right I don't think so oh yeah that was uh, that was really cool we went to a um it's a Coca Cola store so it's it's four levels and the first three are all like Coke merchandise and then the top level is like a Coca Cola bar where they have like different types of Coke and like slushies and they had cola uh, mocktails and like some of them were really good. I had one that had like ginger in it and stuff. It was delicious. So I did, I did a flight of cola and then I got a bottle of Mexican cola. Then you had to go home cause you're feeling too bubbly. Well, I had to go home cause I had a tummy ache. <laughs> also like the alcohol I had before I did this did probably not. wasn't the, <laughs> probably wasn't the best thing. Yeah, but I we got we got to crypt it out of there. I think that's a success. The Irish bleeder, the Irish bleeder, <laughs> and you feel it the icy dread, icy dread. Yeah, and that uh, harkens back to its time from the ice, the, the, <laughs> the Nordic, Nordic track. the Nordic track. <laughs> a little known piece of geography from back in the day. Oh my god. We're like two episodes away from that being in a fucking textbook, <laughs> but only in Florida. Yeah. I think I need to leave. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't. <laughs> Before you start coming up with other exercise base, like I, I, I'm really excited to tell you, for you to tell me about the Peloton era. <laughs> Is that where the dinosaurs were? I'm not really into geology. <laughs> <laughs> Just geography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios or follow us on Instagram at blindnewsstudios. And I'll see you guys next week.